Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Wednesday, August 18, 2021. And today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are on page 79, the second paragraph starting with, usually, however, other people are involved. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Team Wednesday, Susan S.H., Nancy C., Crystal P., Kelly D., Tenzin P., Yvette L., and Hoodie S. will be our hosts for the second unrecorded hour. The reference numbers for yesterday's meetings on Tuesday, August 17th, 7 a.m., 17,571, that's 17571. And the 10 a.m. meeting, 17,572. That's 17572. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political issue, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's Drift Tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Nancy C. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Nancy. Good morning, visionaries. Nancy C., gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and grateful to be on this meeting today. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And ten, ten continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you so much, Nancy C. 
I will now ask for Tenzin P to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Tenzin. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group's conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsively eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry the message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you so much, Tenzin. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 79, the second paragraph, and I'm going to ask Susan S.H. to get us started. Go ahead, Susan. This is Susan S.H. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Ohio. Usually, however, other people are involved. Therefore, we are not to be the hasty, foolish martyr who would needlessly sacrifice others to save himself from the alcoholic pit. A man we know had remarried. Because of resentment and drinking, he had not paid alimony to his first wife. She was furious. She went to court and got an order for his arrest. He had commenced our way of life, had secured a position, 
was getting his head above water. It would have been impressive heroics if he had walked up to the judge and said, here I am. Okay, what this uh, paragraph brings to my mind is uh, uh, <laughs> an amend I did need to um, to make. Uh, and yeah, I can still do this because this journey is continuous and it doesn't end until I do. But I got into that, I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Nobody's as bad as me. And that my sponsor pointed out is terminal uniqueness. That's identifying out, making myself better than everyone else or making myself worse than everyone else can both harm me. Um, because because the journey does not end till I do, I get a chance to revisit this. Not this, not this particular amend, because the point of doing the amends is to clean it up. I seldom have to think about that. And when I do, it's not um, covered in guilt and remorse. It's remembering that I can be helped no matter how bad I feel, no matter how worse I feel, I can be helped. There is a higher power that loves me exactly where I am and will help me if I can be honest, open, and willing. And uh, I think I'm running a little short, but I will pass with that. Thank you. And that is okay. Thank you so much, Susan, for getting us started. And uh, we're going to open it up to take some names. But before we do, um, I'd like to remind those, uh, although we uh, value your experience, strength, and hope, if you've shared on Monday or Tuesday, we ask that you step back so that others can share their experience, strength, or hope basically every third day. So who would like to share on what was read? Leah from Boston. I got Katie. Andy. Who was before Barbara. Katie? I think there was a... Okay, Barbara. Larry C. I'm sorry, what was that again? Surrey C. Sherry Z? Surrey C. Oh, Surrey Lisa C. Lisa B. Gotcha. Lisa? Gotcha. Sandy S. Leia S. Sandy S. Leia S. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. Okay, got it. We've got a great lineup here. Katie G, Barbara E, Suri C, Lisa B, Sandy S, and Leah F. All right, Katie, you have the floor. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning, Amy. Thanks for taking the meeting. Katie G, recovered in Boston. You know, I, this really brings up my ego, right? Like I want to be, I want to feel the best. I want to be the most dramatic. I want to lay my stuff on you just so that I feel better and I get what I want, right? And that's my selfishness. I have had um, to make amends for amends. I have contacted people when it's been entirely inappropriate. Why? Because I didn't run it by someone. Um, I have... 
received amends from people um, that are saying things that actually have done more harm. Like people have said to me, well, I need to make an amend because I resent you. And I, I've not been taught that that's an amend. And, um, you know, I loved what the original speaker said about terminal uniqueness. Like, I want to be the best worst person. Like, I want to come on here and say, I'm a criminal with all this crazy, crazy, you know, and that's not what this is about, right? It's about getting right with God, because I've never been right with God before this amend process. And I had a, um, a situation with my occupation where I was lying about work, both exercising bulimically, going on meetings, um, as some of you remember, <laughs> while at work, and doing step tens while at work, being paid. And um, I could have lost my license. And losing my license um, could have meant jail time for me, um, and that would have had significant consequences with my family. I talked about it with several trusted servants, and I talked about how to fix this, and, and I said that I was willing to do what I had to do. Um, and I was able to figure out a way to do it where I did not lose my license, but I still had integrity with God. Now, I was able to do other amends where I um, paid out huge chunks of money without consulting with my husband. And he said he had no problem with me making amends, but how about I get on the same page as him, right? Like, how about I ask him? about what that about this amend because it's not his job to pay for my amends um so i think it's super 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 important that i be so mindful that i do this in collaboration with others i did go to um, an unemployment office because i had lied during an unemployment trial and i wanted to make sure that they knew that and that the woman um, who i had lied about had been compensated and I was able to do that and I remember being very scared but I got lots of support. So I think what's most important for me to remember is that this isn't about my ego. It's not about proving anything. It's about getting right with God and how do I do that? I get right with God's kids um, and when I violate God's kids in any way, I'm not right with God. So please God, show me how to amend, which means to change. Help me stop saying I'm sorry but to change and uh, I can do it with you today. I want that I pass. Thank you so much, Katie G. Okay, Barbara E, you're up, followed by Surrey C. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. Oh, and thank you so much for your service and this wonderful meeting. I'm so grateful to be a compulsive overeater, believe it or not, because I know there's a solution and all I have to do is find it, get that key we talk about. Well, the better I treat myself, the less desire I have to treat myself. And that only came with time, by learning new actions to make an effort to be honest and humble. Because I truly thought from an early age that I had no moral compass. I would do anything, steal from my mom, my, my friends, their parents, the, um, my friend's parents, and junk from the five and ten cent store that I could easily have bought. I would lie when the truth would have been easier, and I would brazenly cheat and blame other people for things I'd done. My only mantra was, don't get caught. I convinced my widowed mother that without her father, he died when I was 11. It was now her job to be my protector and she took her job seriously. 
And as a result, I really never grew up and learned to take responsibility for my life and my actions. I felt broken, unfixable, that an important part was missing when I was assembled at the baby factory. I seemed to lack the humility, integrity, love, and compassion gene, or so I genuinely thought. But as an adult, I have learned through going through the steps and laying my shameful secret fear that I was damaged goods out into the light of day, that I could be fixed. But my sponsor assured me I was not hopeless, helpless, and doomed, but I'd have to do a lot of work if I wanted, if she, if I, if she wished, if I wished her to guide me out of the dark hole where I had developed all of my negatives. But I'd also have to stop lying and stop filling the hole in my soul with food. And it was was of vital importance that I make amends for all the stealing I'd done from my mother, my friends, my schoolmates, my family, my colleagues, my boss. I would have to make financial restitution, no matter how much it hurt, to the school system where I stole supplies. I tabulated up a bill, um, a realistic bill, for what we assumed was the cost of the items I stole and added taxes to them. And I went to the administrator and I told him what I'd done. And I had retired seven years previously, so it was a new administrator. But I said I would gladly make restitution, but I couldn't do it all at once. I'd do it in increments if that was agreeable to him, but I would pay back the entire sum. And he suggested instead of doing that, I make a yearly contribution to the school uh, fund for seniors who were graduating. So I now know today that the better I treat myself, the less likely I'll feel the need to feed myself with food. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that after I finished my last amends, thank you, I'm almost done, I did feel much better about myself and my place in the world. And I didn't feel the need to kill myself with excess food. Have a good day, my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much, Barbara E. Okay, Jerry C., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Go ahead. Sorry, we can't hear you. Oh, sorry. Hi. Uh, there you are. Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, sorry, Steve. Compulsive overeater. Um, food addict. Um, not recovered. So I am saying that not as a badge of honor. Um, the only honor I have is that I am continuing to show up imperfectly. Um, because nobody's perfect, and I, I love how even those that are recovered on this line come each day and share their moments of thoughts, um, because this is something I know I'm going to struggle with. I sat next to my sister yesterday, and she ate a whole plate of pasta, and she said, ah, food coma, you know, pasta coma. I, I'm like, uh, uh, hello? Okay, so my job right then was to just smile and lovingly smile at her and say nothing. And, you know, somebody in tears yesterday between 8 and 9 asked, like, how do you stop eating? And I was that person. 
And, and I'm still that person, except every day that I show up, just show up. Because I know, right, um, also shares, you know, a resentment you won't let go of, uh, um, an amends you won't, won't make. Well, I have an ex-husband who wasn't paying, I mean, the alimony, forget it. Child support, nope. And you know what? He went to jail. And, 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 and I bailed him out the first time. And it was partially my fault that he went there. And, and that's a whole other story. But the bottom line is that I know the amends that I need to make. And I am terrified because I've known about them for years. But each day that I show up, I get that much closer to making it in a way that, that is restorative. Um, because I can't make an amends that's going to harm other people. I have no right to do that. An employee of mine wants the, wants the phone number of a fellow employee that I told her left crying one day from work because of her. I'm not giving her that, that, that phone number because I know that the apology is not an apology. She wants to get it off her chest, not to make the other person feel better. So when I show up, when I share on this line, when even in my unrecovered state, am I sharing to help? to be of service because that's the gift because that's what when I give with my heart and my soul even if it's just for one extra millisecond per day instead of taking that's a day that I'm more recovered and I'm so grateful to be on this line I'm so grateful that this line exists for every single moment Mm -hmm. that I have gained because of all of you so thank you Thank you, Sherry. Lisa B. followed by Sandy S. Go ahead, Lisa. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. So glad to be here. Um, The word hasty really jumped out for me on what we're reading in that paragraph. Hasty, impulsive. And that is in my nature. Like, that's how I'm wired, you know, hasty and impulsive. And I pray today that God's hand would be on my shoulder. I heard this prayer from someone and that God's hand, other hand, I guess God has many hands, would also be over my mouth, you know, Um, restraint of my tongue and the impulsiveness and just wanting to run forward. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, you know. And then, um, because today I don't want to harm people again. And then the other prayer I love on page 69, it says, um, in meditation, we ask God for what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. And that means that I need to be patient. Am I willing to listen for the answers, you know, and then not act on it right away, but go to the people that I have in my life that have gone before me. The, the big book guides and mentors and be willing to share with them and not act hastily. I've had to go back and make many amends because of knee jerk reactions and hasty impulsive ways of behaving of like, Oh, this is just intolerable. I can't handle this right now. And then boom, you know, out of my mouth comes something. And I've done that in recovery, you know, sober and abstinent. And then I've had to go back and do amends of things that I've done in the food, you know, and one of them was being so dishonest with commissions when I worked for a company and I wanted to make it all right, but it would have hurt my sales manager because she gets commissions based on what I'm declaring. And uh, 
I was told that I needed to ask for her permission and I never, I just never could hear back from her. And then the letter kept coming back. No such address. Um, you know what? I just need to keep trusting that God has it somewhere else in the big book. It says we have to be ready. If the time comes that if I ever were to see them, I'm ready to ask and to make that amends, you know, but I have to be patient. It's not getting everything right now the way I want it. That's me as an impulsive addict. And that's when I do harm to others, to myself. So I'm just glad to be here, trusting in God, trusting in the process, asking God to remove that hasty impulsiveness and impatience. And it's all about ego deflation and humility through the steps. And it's painful often most of the time, but it's good because I'm free. I pass. Thank you so much, Lisa B. All right, Sandy S. followed by Leah F. Go ahead, Sandy. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I shared before, you know, my husband has colon cancer and we just got a bad diagnosis from that that we're not supposed to share with other people because he doesn't know. And um, I did share it with three people that I swore to secrecy because I was having trouble dealing with the stress of this and that what I found out on Sunday absolutely catapulted me into a state of a nervous breakdown yesterday and the amends I owe is to myself and definitely to my husband. And a miracle happened. I, uh, somebody gave me this number of a person who's like at such a high level in the program. And I called her and she said to me, the hardest thing I ever heard, which was, I am not capable of repaying my husband for all the ways he stood by me and transformed my life. You know, I am trying to be there for him the way he was there for me. I'm incapable of doing that. And she said to me, I just have to surrender that. And I mean, it's really hard for me to surrender my expectations of how I should be and disappoint him. And he's very disappointed in me in this vulnerable time of his life. But this is what my kind of temporary sponsor said to me, you cannot be what you want to be. And you just have to, you know, take massive self-care and disappoint him. And it's killing me, but one day at a time I could do it. And it really, even though I've been abstinent 45 years and rarely ever have a problem with food, yesterday I felt I could compulsively eat. Not because the food would be something that would soothe me, but because I just wanted to punish myself because I was feeling so much pain. But for me, abstinence is the most important thing in my life. And today, it's really, I know I'm in a vulnerable position. There's a lot of relapse in a way. And I think it's because people aren't able to see how much pain they're in and turn to the food. Thank God, I know how much pain I'm in. And I'm praying for every minute for God to turn me to the next right action. And the next right action is self-care, self-love, forgiveness for what I'm not. And with that, I and to stay abstinent. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sandy. Prayers going out to you, girlfriend. All right, Leah S., please go ahead. 
please go ahead. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Katie. Um, what stands out to me, my name is Leah S. and recovered and grateful to be back in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, what stands out for me is other people, other people are involved. You know, if I could just, you know, like you could think the way I think, and if you could see the thoughts that I have, I really am trying to make these amends. I, you know, like I did something, and I, it's, it's an action. It's on, you know, it's getting responsible, Leia, to start um, being humble and 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 to actually understand what I did wrong. Some amends need to be made in behavior, and actually most amends that I do are behavioral. I don't behave the way I behaved before. But where do I get that courage to be able to to um, to go up to a person and to just focus on what I did wrong and not focus on what you did wrong? Where do I really get that? I get that by my higher power, and I identify my higher power by love, kindness, and tolerance, and acceptance. And when I keep on saying that every single day, I get that courage, I get that um, confidence, I get that humility, and um, and again, and I'm able to to change my behavior in a different way. And I'm able to say to you, this is what I did wrong, and this is what I don't want to do wrong. Please forgive me for something I did that was wrong. And the courage that I get through that, uh, by doing that, actually doing it, is just through my higher power. So, you know, each step comes into another step, but each step has to be reviewed every single day for me. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leah S. Okay, folks, we are still on page 79, the second paragraph. Uh, who else would like to share on what was read if you haven't shared on Monday and Tuesday? I'm ready for names. Anyone? Don't be shy. There's a lot of you out there. We'd love to hear from you. Page 79, second paragraph. Usually, however, others are involved. Who else would like to share? Hello. Tom A. I'll share. Is that Tom A? Yes. Okay. Shanna C. Someone. Shanna. Rebecca B. Rebecca. Okay. Anyone else? All righty then. We have Tom A. Shanna C. And go ahead. Who is this? Mia H. From me. H. Sandy okay. K. Deanna. San, Sandy K. Deanna. Deanna, what's the initial of your last name? 
first initial? R. M? Dion R. Dion F. Oh, okay. Dion F. Did I get that right? R as in right. <laughs> All right. Dion R. I don't know why I couldn't get that. All right, we have a good lineup here now. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Tom A, Shanna C, Rebecca B, Mia H, Sandy K, Dion R. Okay, Tom, it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thanks. Um, Tom, a recovering compulsive eater in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, the reading yesterday and today kind of connect for me. The the uh, the, the purpose here is to have a spiritual experience and uh, not to beat myself up or to uh, feel bad about myself. Uh, that really the goal here is to be in alignment with my higher power. And so I, I found that I, I need help in making amends and planning to make amends. So I, I uh, find that I need to consult with my sponsor and talk things over and pray and that helps me get the balance of not needing to uh, be perfect or try to punish myself or uh, you know to, to really get right sized and that's what i appreciate about the shares today and at those days here that it's about humility and about i'm just one among many i have a disease that uh, is always talking to me i'm on vacation and and uh, uh, there are opportunities to do things differently, to just, uh, uh, and someone else said this, this morning, many of my amends now are about changing my behavior. One of the behaviors that uh, is the easiest for me to do that isn't good for me is that I, I discount or dismiss uh, what people close to me say if I disagree with them or don't like it. Uh, and rather than being direct and, and uh, being honest. And so I appreciate the reminder this morning that uh, about honesty, uh, I first came to the program, there was a gentleman who every time he shared, he would say that honesty got him abstinent and tolerance kept him that way. And uh, I, I think that's, these amends are... Uh, uh, and they're driven by honesty and connection to the higher power. Uh, they work a lot better. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Tom. Okay, Shanna C, followed by Rebecca B. Go ahead, Shanna. Good morning. This is Shanna C from East Tennessee, um, grateful recovered compulsive eater through um, God's grace, truly God's grace. And um, this program, I get emotional when I um, think about uh, amends and the how it, how I've been given the opportunity to set matters straight in so many areas of my life. And, uh, and um, it's all because of being placed in a position of uh, absolute desperation and being given that willingness to straighten out the past if I can and, to, and the willingness to stay present and the willingness to, to do what I need to do in order to main, establish and maintain that relationship with my higher power that is the reason for these steps so that I can be of maximum service and that's the that's the big big picture there and but uh in in making an amends that's that's like 
it's like an opportunity. That is an opportunity. Like I never would have had, or never even thought was necessary, had it not been for for the gift of desperation and and the program of action being placed in front of me by people in whom the problem has been solved. Um, amends have been the meat and potatoes uh, for me in, in in recovery. And one of the things that jumps out with me in this paragraph is that just absolute willingness. Notice it says, um, like in the sentence ahead, it says we we are we are willing. We have to be. We must not shrink at anything. But then it follows it up with, usually, however, other people are involved. Because, you know, when I and I have that willingness, right, to set matters straight. And I'm, 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 you know, I don't want to die of this thing. I don't want to continue to suffer. I want to do things right. I, uh, I, my heart's been broken over the harms I've done to other people, and I want to make things straight. Then my humanness, I can really jump ahead. The cool thing is, is what I've learned is that willingness can be molded into being given the strength and the ability to follow the directions on how to make a proper amends. So it's kind of like if I go for this thing with half the zeal of um, that I would when I was going to try to you know, grab that first compulsive bite or get that food or whatever if I go uh for this amends with that much willingness then I'm willing to follow the directions on how to make a proper amend and that what that looks like for me is staying honest about what really happened following the directions following the timing um that is necessary and being willing to to make any reparations for damages caused not making it about me by being this, hey, here I am, I'm making an amends, you know, throw myself under the bus for you. That's making it about me again. So thankful, thankfully they put this paragraph in here for people like me because I'm just like that, you know. <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate you guys listening and I hope you guys have a wonderful Wednesday. And um, again, so very grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Shamati. All right, Rebecca B, followed by Mia H. Go ahead, Rebecca. Hi, I'm great shares this morning. And, um, you know, I've learned that amends are kind of a tricky business. Um, there's, you know, times when we need to be um, really honest and pushing ourselves to, um, you know, really be willing to make things right. And then other times where, um, you know, half of my, transgressions, particularly like personal ones, I carried around in my head, like active resentments, but I, you know, didn't necessarily show those to other people. And early in the program, I was all ready to go to um, make amends to people and, um, and in better words than this, share with them that I was really sorry that they drove me crazy all the time. Well, of course, that that's going to cause all kinds of injury. Um, and, uh, you know, luckily I've had wise sponsors who've said, yeah, let's rethink that um, in that approach. And, you know, maybe that becomes more of a living amends if this resentment's been carried around in your head, but doesn't actually show up with how you, um, it, you know, interact with that person. So um, that was super helpful for me. And um, and then in an, in on the other side of that coin, you know, what am I really willing to do to make things right and to get the freedom? And uh, I made a serious mistake when I was in graduate school of cheating on a test. 
And I buried that away. Um, and it wasn't until last fall, doing amends, doing the night steps, that I um, remembered it. And I thought, okay, I can try to push this away again, or I can realize that this is going to hold me back. And my first thought, because I like to have, um, you know, control of situations, was, all right, uh, how can I make this right? And what I really need to be doing is asking my sponsor, um, how, how could I make this right? And uh, the school, how can I make this right? Um, so we settled on kind of a compromise. Um, I wanted to show that I was willing. So I called the dean of the school and I said, you know, here's what I did. And um, I, you know, I'm, I regret this and I'd like to make it right. And I offered, you know, I could, um, you know, give up my degree. Um, I could retake the test at the, or retake the class at the tender age of 58. Um, I could, you know, I, I was willing to do anything. And the dean um, said, you know, so appreciate that. I don't think those are necessary. Um, and so what we came up with was a financial donation to the ethics department at the school, um, which, you know, I thought was great, but I, um, I was willing I was willing to make it right by, you know, not having the degree. And that was really powerful for me to accept. accept. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have, thank you, Rebecca. We have Mia H. Please go ahead. Hi, my name is Mia H, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And one, there are a few things that, that stick out uh, to this section. And w one of the things that, that comes to mind first is the brilliant order of the steps. Um, with step four, I'm, I'm identifying my character defect. So I, but, you know, it it doesn't end there. I then ask God to be willing to let Him take it, you know, to have Him take them take them away. And seven, I get a chance to have to ask humbly ask God to remove them. All right. So now at this point, it doesn't mean that I'm free. I, I'm perfect, but I'm aware of them. I'm aware of God's position, his ability in my character defects. So now I've made a list of those that I've harmed and I understand what I'm doing. What I'm doing is, and I mean, let me just back up a little bit. I'm in it for the promises, right? I'm in it for the nine step promises. I want all of that. And in order to do that, however, but in order to do that, I've got to do my part. And it's not easy. It is not easy. And I do appreciate that um, there are, there have been some amends that, you know, people have died. And I can't make that, and, you know, you, you do a graveside amends. You do whatever it takes. It's, we have, I have to be willing to go to any length because my disease is, it has taught me over the years how to lie, how to shirk my responsibility, how to um, justify. Well, 
I'm, I'm justified in this. You know, you compulsively overeat if this happened to you too. But in coming to the program, I, so I've got a lot of practice at that. Coming into the program, that way of life ha- it, it has to change. And I'm willing to let God bring me through that, lead me through that, because my addict brain still wants to justify and say, well, you know, that's, I can't just, I can't just go ahead and walk up to this person. Yeah, I can with my higher power's help. And the reminder that I never go in it alone. And if it goes south and, you know, thank goodness um, at this point, none of them have that I'll trust that, that that same higher power who helped me get abstinent will be there for me because she's already performed a miracle. And I thank you so much for your time. Um, have a great day. Thank you so much, Mia. Sandy K. It's your turn. Please go ahead, followed by Dion R. Sandy, can't hear you. Star one. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can now. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. I'm Sandy, and I'm a compulsive overeater, and I've been abstinent since last January. And this um, this paragraph was very good for me because I have been dealing with a resentment all week. I had people that came and stayed with me from out of town, and I've been holding on to a resentment that's just causing me so much anxiety. And, you know, being abstinent since last January is so much more today for me. Thank God for my sponsor that keeps me in the steps and making me realize uh, so many things about why these steps are important for me. Um, Holding on to a resentment is killing me, not them, and I have to work through that. But I'm very, very grateful for my program. I'm very grateful for this meeting this morning. I really needed it. Um, My program has not been the same since I had people come and stay here, and they have now left, and I'm trying to regroup myself. So I'm staying in prayer, and obviously this topic into action um, is something that I really needed. I hadn't um, been to a face-to-face meeting uh, for two weeks, so this has been kind of hard. But grateful for this program because one thing I do know, and that is that um, this disease is cunning, baffling, and powerful. And um, I'm grateful that I have a program that I don't have to have go back into the food today. And with that, I pass. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Sandy. Okay, Dion R., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning, everyone. Hi, this is Dion R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Ohio. Oh, very, very grateful to hear everyone sharing from the beginning to now and just being reminded. Uh, it says here what reminding ourselves that we decided to go to any length to find a spiritual experience, which I never thought would solve my problem, but a spiritual experience. We ask that we be given the strength and the direction to do the right thing, uh, no matter what happens, right? No matter what the personal consequence. 
So that means it's a lot right there for me. There's a lot of instructions. I got to ask. I got to be willing. And if I want that spiritual experience that's going to stop me from eating compulsively, how does that work, right? But the thing is, I have to be willing. At this step, step nine, eight, nine, eight, look, this is nine. And I have to be at that point. But say, okay, no matter what, I'm going to do this. The fear was when I was at step four and three or one, thinking about step nine. But by the time I got to step nine, I was oh so ready because I was tired of uh, getting beaten down by the food and, and the obsession of my mind. Uh, so I just thank God that today I can be given directions and strength. And strength comes in all kinds of forms of, uh, for my higher power, still the spiritual experience experience, right? And the direction to me, like many have said, comes from someone else who's been there, who did it. They did it. They came out okay, and they did some worse stuff than I even can imagine. But hearing their story shared with me gave me the strength to go to any length, even to tell the truth. Just tell the darn truth. And that is my living amends to people who's dying or went on. I don't have to live in that lie no more. And the, uh, the rep, well, their reputation and family members, of course. I still have to keep that in mind when I make amends. I can't say I'm not going to do it. There's other ways of doing amends. It just may not be that one. So the guidance from a higher power and mainly uh, for me, another human being uh, that I trust and love and know is working a program really helps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of the process. And everyone have a great, great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Dion R. Okay, so we have time for one, maybe two shares. Who would like to share? Page 79, second paragraph. Love to hear from you. Eileen D. Eileen? All right, Eileen. Anna M. Okay, Anna M. There we go. Perfect. All right. Eileen B. and Anna M. Go ahead, Eileen. You're up. Please go ahead. Yes. Uh, This is Eileen D. as in David. Um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, It's been a very good meeting uh, today. Um, it's funny how things sort of move in the background when you're, you know, doing life, busy, and then it occurred to me this morning as I was listening, I haven't been on the line in a little bit, um, <clears throat> that I do have an amends to make. Um, and it, I actually have two, and it, was, it kind of startled me because I thought I was, you know, making amends as I go, living amends, and moving things along, you know, living life. And then I realized that it takes listening to my fellows to realize that it is a process that we're not perfect. We are blessed to have recovery or we are blessed to be on the road to recovery, but an amends is something that is profound. And um, so for me, I now have to write down the two people I have to make amends to. One of course is my lovely son-in-law. And um, it's kind of funny how I I'm smiling because it was so glib, and I just kind of just rolled off my tongue something that wasn't truthful, and it 
and that was just, I, I can't believe how quickly I did it. It just kind of made me pause. So it kind of has been very humbling to hear everyone um, say, you know, um, men don't have to be, you know, you, you know, rob the bank. It could be, I um, I was not truthful. And, um, and that's integrity. And that keeps us on our program. And for me, it keeps me out of the food, which is a blessing, um, and keeps me close to all of you. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Irene D. Anna M. Please go ahead. Hi, thank you so much for your service, and thank you everyone for being online. This is Anna M. from Connecticut, and I'm cross-addicted, compulsive overeater. And, and the reading, it's interesting because the first sentence, I don't have the book in front of me because now I'm out walking the dog, but the part where, the, where it says, there's, although there's somebody else involved, it's the focus isn't on that. It's on what did I do and what, how do I repair this? Like, what can I do to try to make it better? Or like making amends. For me now, really what it's more or less about is just doing better overall. Like not repeating the old defective way of acting and reacting to life. And it's interesting because I had a situation in which somebody was really vulgar towards me and verbally vulgar and so I spoke to this person yesterday and and what I heard was all of the rationalization and I thought wow so what happened I defaulted back into my old way this person's like a family member so you can like that right there for me is big is a big it's it's just a whole defective way and I retaliated and I verbally assaulted back. And then what had happened after that was I made an amends. Like I made, I saw my side, I said, and my instinct wanted to say, well, the reason why I did that is because you did this. But I, I saw it very clearly and very vividly. And I, I was able to write it out and I was able to leave a card and say, look, I'm sorry, it wasn't right, and I take responsibility for my words, and I apologize for it. And I didn't say anything about you at all. So for me, that's a big deal, and whatever happens with that, it's none of my business. All I could just do is keep my side of the street clean, keep, you know, practicing these principles in all my affairs and carrying the message and that's it. I can't be responsible for anybody else but me. And so with that, I pass. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much, Anne. Anna, sorry. Okay. Well, we have about one minute. If someone would like to share for one minute, otherwise we are going to wrap things up. All righty. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. What an awesome meeting. Thank you to Team Wednesday. Please join us for another second awesome unrecorded hour of study immediately closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, sorry about that, uh, for Wednesday, August 18th, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 17,581. 17,581.
We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy C. please read A Vision for You? Thanks, Amy B. A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your path. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you drudge, look, drudge the, whole, the road to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.